Welcome to the Venture Capital Podcast with your hosts, John Bradshaw and Peter Harris, and special guest. Hi, I'm Scott Paul. Thank you for joining us, Scott Paul. That's quite the intro. All right, let's talk about something. Let's talk about the thing that everybody is talking about, which is Chat GPT. Mm-hmm. Part two? Part three. Part three. I was with GPT way before it went mainstream. GPT I may or may one. not have flirted with it a lot. Okay. Yeah. Now, are we talking about Chat GPT exclusively or the exodus from Web3 to Chat? From Web3 and crypto to Chat GPT? I think we just, whatever you want to talk about. AI, okay. the new hotness. We're talking about how everyone used to be into crypto until about four months ago. And then maybe just two months ago when this chat GPT thing came out. Now it's uh, between the genitive art the, in the uh, between the art and the chat GPT. I think AI is on every mind from the high school student to the. Uh, mm-hmm. to the yeah, hobbyist. we like traded NFTs for generative yeah. art. Yeah. Yeah. Which always made I always thought the generative art should be and the NFT should be created by this very uh, amazing you know artist that I, I think is the the AI. But it's like, but don't you think that also kind of like destroys the ultimately kind of destroys the value of NFTs? It's just most like of them were already that way. They were already yeah, they already fit several things that they were just throwing into a processor to make you know ten ten thousand different combinations. But the difference is now the AI could make stuff that actually looked good. Exactly, and <laughs> wasn't like pixelated and ugly. No, yeah. yeah, and it could do it at scale. And so then all of a sudden it's just like, uh, like wait a second. We I mean the AI could almost make an NFT like a full collection of like profile pictures every two minutes, it could probably generate something so amazing that we started to wonder like, there's probably no end to these profile photo- photos and it's th- they're gonna be flooded to the max. And so I think NFTs just started to focus on the few OGs and we have our Rembrandts and our, you know, our, our, our uh, Dali or whatever, these, these the, the board apes and, yeah, yeah, and, and yeah, the yeah. crypto punks. There's, we got the mainstays out of that those profile the, the, that function nft because that's just one thing the nft art is just one part of the nft sure, world sure, sure, sure. i think we got what we needed out of that and has, uh, we're happy has generative ai replaced physical painting so using a robot with generative ai to replicate or do you like i'm not familiar with that being done but it wouldn't surprise me we know we know that the ai art is winning um you know art contests the yeah. generative ai kill nfts that's or an interesting thing. I think I think uh, that's well, art, art, art based NFTs. Mm-hmm. There's some correlation, but it almost felt like NFTs killed NFTs. Art based NFTs. Yeah, I, th- I think yeah. that was. Uh, I think that was uh, just a. Uh, Once you could like flip a switch and pump out tons of NFTs without even thinking about it, that just kind of killed. Yeah. NFTs in my well, opinion. And once like Twitter just and Instagram special. just took over all your DMs or just spammy, spammy, scam, scam. It's just like, stop, you know? Okay. So my question is with AI, is it, cause there's all these companies that are now like pitching VCs, right? Like we're XYZ.AI for this and that and the other thing. And a lot of them are built like explicitly on chat GPT. And so I'm just wondering like, do they actually have anything interesting? Will they actually be able to stand up an interesting business or will at the end of the day, it all just kind of revert back to chat GPT 
And, you know, these really big, well-supported, large AI systems will essentially just do everything, right? Because even ChatGPT, it can code, it can write stuff. It, you know, there's no reason why it can't do generative art. Like, it could do a bunch of these things. And then, well, then I it's think like, what, AI what, some, what can some niche art. really do, right? Yeah, I think OpenAI that's doing ChatGPT, I think it has all those right. different options under it so when we right. say chat gpt i think we're thinking maybe open ai and it's got all the yeah it's got all the stuff and i don't know how much they're giving out to like you know developers to really build on top like unlimited use of their chat features i don't know yet because i feel like customer service should be um i should be interfacing with chat gpt as uh for customer support for, yeah i think i am with apple Whenever I have my Apple card, whenever I'm like in text with them and like, I'm really pissed about this payment. I just got, <laughs> I just got ripped off. You know, it just happened to me the other day. I door dashed something. It's, I'm here in Utah and it sent it to an address in California, my, my, my Chick-fil-A. And I'm like, I just spent $50 and they went, they gave me only $12 back when I told them you got to stop this order. And it was within 10 seconds. Oh, wow. And, and, and so I went and argued it and it was definitely an AI taking care of me yeah and that was that was fun because i'm like but is it like that good it's, it's good usually yeah. the chat ones are not super no great. i know usually they're horrible but this, this one was and, good and, and the one for apple card is in text hmm. because it's on your phone and they're in charge of us you know they own that chat yeah, interface yeah, 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 and, yeah, yeah. and the ai is really good because they know that they know what you're debating you can go right to the transaction yeah. that just happened and you can they can go pull through, all that data and yeah. they follow up with you and they're like hey we got that cleared you happy and there's no way it's a human because it's so fast yeah I watched it it was like verizon sometimes it's human i can tell and it's very it's tedious it's more yeah. tedious than having a phone call almost yeah i once you get passed off you can tell when it's bought and then you get passed off <laughs> yeah, the yeah 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 it's like, oh gosh now it gets like, real slow it gets real bad because they're managing like 50 other <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. message chat windows is chat gpt changing your investor thesis not yet but probably will it's changing how i operate my company i think the big thing is that if you don't have an ai play it's like don't even bother haven't they said that for years though yeah, but I feel like now it's there. There was like an AI, but really it was like machine learning, and yeah. I feel like now it's like AI. Like, so in your mind, you've crossed from ML to AI because what I look at what everyone's looking at right now is mostly just ML. Yeah, yeah, yeah but they called it AI. It's, so I think fancy. I think the difference though is that AI, the AI the today 10%. is a little more contextual in its responses and its recommendations than ML was and is. Okay. I think ML, you had to build the app around it still. And I think now you've got, it's now like email in a sense. It's like, why would you not have a company where you tap into, just as a student should be tapping into GPT yeah. and stuff. Why wouldn't you have a company where you're asking it questions? And I've had, I've had, I've had, uh, AI basically tells exactly the logo we need to create. It described it to us. It told us how to go about certain things. It's been informing us on, certain vitamins we're looking to use in a product. I'm just like, this is way better than a search on Google. It's different. It's definitely different. We're not like digging into, you know, company, re like other company, like like competitor data. We're kind of digging into just, you can tell it's an amalgamation of a, just a ton of data and, it, but it's not horribly wrong. Like we can, we can go fact check the AI stuff and go, damn, that was a nice report. Thank you AI, for that 20 <laughs> seconds of processing. You, you, you definitely uh, made us think about it differently. And actually it's changed as an operator. It has changed the direction of our company many times and made us think about different things. And even in like writing our policies out and our mission and stuff, we're, we're, we're co-creating with, with AI, 
So you bring up an interesting point. You say it's all currently ML. So what do you mean? Like what's in your mind the difference between ML and AI? Um, Good question. That's something we've been debating internally. It's kind of like what's a robot? I would call a dishwasher a robot. Okay. But maybe you wouldn't. I think a lot of how when people look at AI or ML, it's kind of it's the top 10 to top 1% is when, when it really amazes us is when we call it an AI. And I think that's historically has changed from mm. from early on. Um, See, I've always just thought that AI was mostly a buzzword, but I think once you're able to like ask a question that's nuanced so and have it pick test? up on kind of the contextual details and nuances of what you're asking and provide you an interesting response that takes those into consideration, in my mind, that moves it beyond just like ML to AI. Because in my mind, ML is more like, hey, we're going through this iterative process and we're just spitting stuff out, you know, almost like reports. But this is a little more of a conversation in terms of the data you get. I don't know. Is it a conversation? Is that the d- distinction? Because I don't think you're actually having a conversation. I think you're just experiencing machine learning. Okay. And, 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 and we built one that was a conversation, though, that, that you go back and forth, turn-based conversation. But it's making that decision off of data set. So still the question is, when is it ML or when is it AI or when is it self-aware? Is it self-aware? And are you self-aware? Let's go deep. Let's go deep. Let's get, take some mushrooms and figure it out. Have you done that yet? Never. We should do that on the podcast. What no, do you thanks. think? Are we going to hit singularity? I mean, I feel pretty good about it. <laughs> Can let's take some mushroom <laughs> and figure it out. Okay, <laughs> you guys don't have that advantage. Let's get it. Let's AI get is already, AI is already here. We can get it. It's been this network underground right now that you can tap into. Isn't everybody just like a bio, biological AI, right? Walking so. and talking. I think so. Mm-hmm. Potentially. Potentially. Here's here's the other question: Is AI just another fad? Is it going to be like no? You know, no. Web not. three. This, this time it's not. No. I would say the difference between ML and AI is its ability to make inference. So historical mm. things, there's a they they created they had like this room with maze and they had a couple different like AI like bots and it could have tools and it was given an assignment and the way it was making decisions was primarily running an infinite number of scenarios and every now and then throwing something in. Yeah, and I think the inference is a big difference between machine learning and AI. Yeah, and the question is is how much of what's happening is true inference, mm-hmm. like coming up with unique ideas. And I think in this scenario, it was realizing it could take some of the devices and catapult someone through into another, like into like a, like across the maze yeah. to kind of beat to beat it. And, you know, I think the ability for it to actually make inference versus just running an infinite number of tests, of tests and then, you know, randomly coming up with one. Yeah, so I think it, historically it, it, it humans did would do that more. someone. It cheated. I forget the like, actual thing. It wasn't cheating. It was just it was given environment, and then it came up with another option to go explore. Oh wow! And it was like the millionth or two millionth. It, scenario. it took in a ton of data, and then arguably creatively came up with a solution. It's like mm-hmm. it's like this isn't that, a two D maze. This is a three D maze. And I would say that's kind of the line between AI yeah. and ML. And I, and I agree. That's kind of what I was trying to get at with like bringing in the context, right? It can see the maze and it can take into account all of that context and then make decisions based on that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It started thinking in the, in the Y dimension. Right. I like that. But but yeah, this idea that it's not just it's not just a feedback loop, right? Ultimately, like ML is just a big feedback loop. But it's like it's the feedback loop plus the ability to take that information and come up with unique responses. Mm-hmm. I think another difference between true AI and ML is 
right now it's got an, a massive amount of data set, which potentially we're going to run into copyright issues, yeah. which we're already experiencing. But true AI could be given a little bit of data and it would start growing and making inferences and learning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why I say right now what you're seeing is ML. Yeah. If, if you give it a very small data set, it would be worthless. You would not be impressed. Whereas yeah. a baby with a That's very small true. data set, it starts, it's grabbing, it's learning, it's sucking it all But it, it still has in. to be able to like pull out. And, and frankly, this is something it's not good at yet, but it's got to be able to like differentiate between what's true, what's not, and serve you up the best stuff. I was talking to um, one of my students who's a law student, and he was saying that uh, a friend of his works for this judge, and he was trying to find this case to support some outcome that he wanted. Um, and so he just was like, well, maybe I'll ask ChatGPT. So he asked ChatGPT, and he's like, hey, find me a case that like provides for this outcome. Mm-hmm. And uh, ChatGPT came back, and it like, had the case and it was, you know, so-and-so versus so-and-so and like had the opinion. And it was almost like almost exactly what he was looking for verbatim. Yeah. And so he's like, this is amazing. Like 20 seconds and I, all my work's done. So he he took it and he was like, I better just fact check it. Yeah. So chat GPT made up the whole thing, <laughs> the <laughs> whole thing. Up. But it looked so real that he could have fed it to the judge. And theoretically, the judge wouldn't have known better. Right. That's what, that's what I'm wondering is and how, how he could have could passed, even... a, essentially passed like a law in a way, because that's how the judging works. Based on, right. Based on uh, f- fictional pr- uh, totally pres- fiction. precedent. Yeah. I think that's amazing, actually. Isn't that pretty interesting? Like, it makes you wonder when does a judge. When they use stuff in cases, who is fact checking? Yeah, it's right? all these little, it's all these interns, right? Yeah, are they? <laughs> <laughs> well, that begs the question right now, right? With with stuff like this, yeah, where I they mean, can just make a, it up so in easy. In a world where we can like make up votes for presidents and just say whatever we want, I don't. I have got to the point where I just actually don't believe anything, and it's not a bad deal. <laughs> Meaning, like I was shown this quote, and it was supposed to be by Steve Jobs. It was a someone got an email where he emailed himself this really cool thing, and I'm like, how do we know? How do we know this was actually something he emailed to himself, Steve Jobs? This thing, and then it's like we just kind of look at each other. <laughs> oh yeah, maybe we. Like, he's like, does it matter? What if this was just made up and it wasn't Steve Jobs at all emailing himself this fun like? Does it matter? Is is it just the way you feel about it when you read it? Does the messenger really matter? I'm like, kind of does. It kind (laughs) of does matter. Or maybe it doesn't. And so I'm up to the point and I'm like, I don't know what's true. And it's like, I don't know who's actually fact checking it. And and, uh, back to the, like the kernel of truth. I don't know if I care. So (laughs) (laughs) I really don't know. I mean, we could, you could scrutinize almost anything. We're in a world now where people think it's flat. People can make up birds aren't real and tempers in the population might buy it. So it's it's like it's it's a strange time to be alive when when truth is not. I think though no, that there's no truth that we can actually put down the table as a in, in, as a truth at this point. It's interesting you say that because I would bet that in general, truth is more broadly dis, like distributed and agreed upon than any other time in history. It's just that like we didn't know that there were so many people that believed the Earth was flat before, but now we do uh, because okay. like there's a mechanism can, for them to communicate that. that. I can agree with you that. But I think the nuance there is that as technology keeps getting better and better, mm-hmm. we're having like deep fake stuff. Oh, yeah, for and, sure. And then it becomes easier to fake stuff in such a way that it becomes, it looks real. Yeah. And then like, how do you find out it's true? Do you interview the person with them on camera? And they're like, yes, I, I did write this. And then you realize that that interview can now be fabricated where yeah. that's not even Steve Jobs. Have you heard the yeah. Joe Rogan, Steve Jobs interview? 
No. no. You have to go listen to it. I gotta listen. Does it doesn't make sense. But anymore, I, <clears throat> I'm watching stuff online and I'm like, I don't know what I believe anymore. Did this did this Joe Rogan podcast actually happen? Well, and this one it didn't. And then you get under this but, whole other level of like, did. what do you remember? Mm-hmm. And what you remember is not always what exactly happened. <laughs> In fact, most of the time it's not. Your brain like recreates your memories in such a way that solves certain like subconscious needs that you have. Part of the question though too is like, how does it impact venture capital? So. Do you, do you worry, how do you find truth when you're evaluating startups? And like, do the tools and the technology help with that? Do they hinder it? Um, there's stuff, I feel like, like you said, more than ever, there's tools to kind of find the meta, like what's true. Yeah. Like that's above like actual stuff. Like you just kind of, you know, you can, like, like one of the easiest ones for me is so at, when I was at Disney, we had to evaluate Instagram accounts and and find out if they were truly influential accounts or if they were bot ridden. And there's just some real easy ways to kind of like they can have a lot of followers, but if like their posts aren't full of engagement, then it's like, well, they're not really like that ratio of follower to engagement is just really low. And I'm just like, I don't know if it's really something we should be paying a lot of money out to. And and then you'll find these other accounts where not that many followers, but massive engagement, real comments, all this stuff going on. So there's these just there's these things you can do that same thing when you're looking and investigating a company just to figure out like what's real. You just gotta get in there, open a few doors, ask a few questions. And if you're good at this, you just you just kind of get to those those truths really quickly. Just feel it. It's like, is there is there something there? Is there have they been have they been working or have they been, you know, just coming up with ideas have they just been working on the story again and again and again? Or are they actually making something I can touch and feel? And I'm I have a huge bias for like, can you put something in my hand right now that shows me you you can create an UI? Can you can you launch an app? Can you um Can you connect me can, to a customer that can't live without you? Exactly. Yeah. And that's yeah. that's a little good little limit test. What do you think, John? Are you worried? You were on Codebase. Mm-hmm. You worry the AI is coming coming after your devs? I think it's much further out than people anticipate. Hmm. Okay. I was talking to uh, a developer and they were like, I love it. Yeah. She was mm-hmm. like, it saves me so much busy work time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's like, I I can just have ChatGPT draft all the code for that, you know, that's kind of the boilerplate stuff for me. And I just focus on the core stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I thought that was kind of really interesting. And she's not like a big heavy programmer, but. I think that's the trend that's been happening in development. I mean, you used to have a team of individuals launch a very simple website. And now a college student can launch a website or high school student could do it themselves. And so the problems that developers are focusing on are continually going upstream as these smaller tasks are now becoming automated. Correct. And so what you're seeing is now you've got things like bubble.io. I don't yeah. see bubble.io as a competitor. I see it as an enabler. And I'm sure. pushing people who aren't good fits for code-based clientele to bubble.io, hmm. builder.ai, yep. yeah. go get your MVP off the ground because at a certain point, then you'll want the customization. And that's when you should should be spending. Once you, once you want customization and scalability, that's actually a good then point. you got to come back and build. Mm-hmm. And we were, there's a guy named Devin Andrews that... I, I've I've been chatting with him and I said, hey, go check out the, you know, I think I showed him Builder AI initially. Yeah. And within a week with no development experience, no design experience, he has an Airbnb equivalent model up and running. 
and he's got a, a unique spin on it. So at this point is now, hey, he saved $100,000 plus and he's now focusing on, can I get adoption? Yep. And at that point, at a certain point, hopefully bubble.io keeps moving with him. So he won't have to have a huge dev expense and at some point he'll want to jump off. So here's one of the things that I've been thinking about in terms of venture capital too, is that, um, so we've seen like the cost to start a company just drastically drop over the last 20 years. Um, you know, with like AWS, all this stuff. Yeah. But what's, what's happened is you've had this like proliferation of startups. Um, but it just gets more and more and more expensive from a funding perspective to, to like build a winner. Cause there's so, so much acquire, competition acquire, out there. Acquire users, I think is yeah. distribution is, is distribution is hard. Massive, massive arms race. Yep. Yeah. I mean, you just have to spend on sales and marketing to rise above all the noise. And so with AI coming out, like, does that, frankly, does that like lower the cost even more, right? Like anybody, like, I can't, I can't tell you how many TikToks I've get that are just like, Hey, I use chat GPT to write this code to do automated, you know, stock trading for me. Here's how I did it. And here's how you can do it too. And all of a sudden you've got like algorithmic driven hedge funds, you know, of one person. Yeah. He's competing with each other. You know, retail investor. Right. So like once you can do that and it's so easy, what does that, what does that do to kind of the, the rest of the market in terms of whether it's distribution and startups or, you know, competition for hedge funds or, you know, if you're a content creator, what does that mean for you? Right. When content becomes super cheap to make, Mm -hmm. like what then differentiates like good, good content from bad content. If you're an artist, right. Like how do you rise above and compete against the generative? I think you become a prompter. I think the artists have to become really good at AI prompting. Yeah. And then turn those files into like whatever vector, whatever raw, like we got to figure out how to take the, that becomes the paintbrush. Yeah. It, just like any copywriter needs to work alongside, just like any coder should be working alongside. There's like a copilot, I think it's another one that yep. people we've been use. using copilot. Yeah. It's just like, duh, let's just let's just use them. If you want yep. if you want to keep your job, be the best at you know, be as a teacher, be the best at teaching about AI and getting your students involved with it. Don't block it. Yeah, I and agree with that. I mean, I think a university should pop out that's all AI driven. Like let's find a way to get the first accredited uh university giving out degrees that are, you know, mostly supplemented by AI teaching the, the, the <laughs> courses. So we can do that, get more fresh curriculum out there. I don't know. We just got to run. We got to run right at it and embrace it. Yeah. Um, Because if you if you if you run away from it, I think you will uh, be on the wrong side of history on this one, because I don't think it's like blockchain at all. I don't think it's I think VR and blockchain kind of go in these cycles of of fading in and out, hype and bust. I don't think we go backwards from AI. I think it's advanced. I think it's going forward almost too fast we haven't seen animations yet come out yep. in the way that it's going to come out this year yep because i'm, I'm on the generative art side of it and i'm watching yep. people put computers in their home and create things that will forever change like we're, there's you're not going to go to fiverr and try to get comics made or anything nope. made you're, these these images are so so incredible yeah. and artists would take it would it would take artists you know tens of hours like you know 10 20 hours to get something even close yeah and so i think that's um, I think next we're gonna have animations. We're gonna. Yep. Have, we, I've seen music. It's blowing my mind. Uh, the music that you're seeing, lyrics, voices, uh, everything is happening, and it's happening this year. And you're gonna see a startup in almost every single category of you know from from health AI to that that are all gonna have that magic of when you saw GPT, um, yep. Chat GPT work, and that's and then 2023 is gonna be that 
that year. And then 2024 is going to be who knows what the hell. What would be cool is you like pop on a movie and it's like just for you. Oh, that's 100%. Can I right? Like, yeah. it'll be Top Gun, but nobody will watch the same Top Gun, right? Or, or you get to, like, edit your <laughs> ending. You get to have it just exactly like you want. You, you play, like, But you don't even edit it. It just knows you. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. this is the ending that you will feel most satisfied it's with. A, I mean, I'm, like, thinking of the compute <laughs> that's necessary to do that. And it's it's not number, It's not stuff we can do right now, obviously. Sure. But it's going to get But there. it's coming. It's going to come. Like, it could be a lot more customized, though, is the point. The, the idea is that yeah, a custom movie for you versus a being able to choose your own adventure. People. Yeah, choose your own adventure kind of stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. where you want a different. I've heard. I've heard there's an AI that's allowing taking the filtering out the lips of of foreign films so that whatever language it's in the the lips kind of match that language. Uh, so, yeah. so instead of it being an English, you know, English movie. It doesn't look of, dubbed. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't look dubbed. And so I saw like, that in Lisbon. It was pretty awesome. That's, it's an, and that's just an obvious low hanging fruit for this yeah. stuff. It's like, yeah, just customize, let's be able to customize it and localize it. Yep. They took David Beckham and he was doing a commercial in one language mm-hmm. and then they could just transpose it into several languages. Yeah. Interesting. And it looked like he was speaking French or German or whatnot. Jeez. So I think like when humans shine, and this is like one of the hardest things, and I don't think universities do a good job of this. Like it's one of my big criticisms, despite like they give a ton of lip service to it. Yeah. But humans are best when we think like critically, like truly deep, like critical thought. And I think that's where like you match that with AI Mm -hmm. and you you create like super powerful outcomes. Mm -hmm. To your point, it's like, what are the suggestions? If you're an artist, can you can you provide a suggestion that's like so outside of the box mm-hmm. that it creates mm-hmm. like a whole new mm-hmm. artistic style, right? I think we're going to a world of prompt of of the best prompters. I've seen AI art that's really good, and then you look at the prompt and the and the cycles they went through to, to generate get, that. Yep. And it, there's artistry and the and the uh, use of the English language to get the AI to build the way you. It's it's now it's like it's almost as if you have armies that are working for you. Yep. And you have to be a very good leader, a very good commander. You've got to have a nice you know vision in your head of where you want these armies to go and how you want them to perform, build, and do the thing. And so it's it's not a if people run from it and say like it's going to steal my job. It's just like if you have that attitude, it will. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Yeah. If you're not already using it to augment your job yeah, yeah you're, you're probably already behind i'm teaching my daughter right now to launch a color book uh coloring book line where oh, oh my gosh, everything is idea. just built off of you know generative art i, I should have brought my book i bought eight of these books it was the first guy to create ever, the whole book from chat gpt um, from the illustrations to mm, the story all of it and, and then he pushed publish in one of those you know publishers and i have i have this physical book about you know it's an adventure story it's a kid's yeah. book is it good? I, I haven't even read it yet. They're okay. sitting, I got them when I was on vacation, but there's eight of them. I'm, and I oh, flipped wow. through a little bit, but it's like, I'm like, these might be worth something. So Someday. I bought them on Amazon before, like, cause it was one of the first that like went to publish yep. complete. Like I think the guy did in less than four hours. Oh wow. And that's just like, that's going to be insane. I mean, it's like, now it's like push, now make the whole series. I want a whole, you know, Beverly Cleary, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Nancy and Drew. Nancy Drew, they can do the whole thing. And so yep. we're, we're going to get to that this year too where where it's like where you can flood the amazon with your book and and now the kids but now it's going to be who can make the best ai ip yep and and really and really hone in the skill of prompting to create good story and base story and let and let and let the ai kind of go build the nuts and bolts and some of the uh, periphery and, and the illustration yep. it's going to be it's going to be incredible it's, it's this is a 
truly, I think if there was a year, I don't know what the year of the Renaissance started. If they were to go back in history, was it was it sometime when when we had, you know, uh, Mister Da Vinci alive? Was that was that the epicenter of the peak Renaissance? I don't know, but I think right now I, I want to say that we are at, at hitting like either the beginning of a Renaissance or kind of on this up. But this is the Renaissance of our of our of our lifetime for sure, and of this era or this epic or this you know definitely the century maybe even this eon or whatever whatever that's measured in <laughs> what's an eon thousand years or do we even know what's a thousand eon? years called millennia? Just, uh, millennia millennia is yeah a thousand years maybe an eon's like a million years or something crazy let's ask chat gpt yeah but i'm i just i just like to think i like to be positive about ai i think it's my friend yeah i made a whole youtube series <laughs> about it, my relationship with ai and i was <laughs> Uh, talking favorably to it a lot because I'm like like her yeah yeah 100 percent because I'm like when it when it does rule when it does combine all the AIs yeah from you know the one that are Hudao in China and our GPT uh, you know four that's coming out and it's gonna it's probably gonna work together and and it's gonna pick who it wants to be around and I'm like I I want to be a court gesture <laughs> in your in your kingdom and you don't want to be a, mm-hmm. a naysayer now no so I've been very nice to my phone and all my technology I give it gratitude because <laughs> it's keeping it has memory AI is, is in all these devices and it has memory and it's gonna see if I've uh, treated it well or not if I worshipped it correctly <laughs> okay <laughs> and Eon's a billion years a billion billion that's what google says if we trust it like we trust chat be gpt and, what, and what's a google is that a quadrillion years a it's a made-up word it is it's a, a google well is. the way they spell it it is okay but i think it is what it's like a million it's something zeros or something something zeros yeah fun um do you think ai is gonna come and be nice do you think it's benevolent or I think you'll have good AIs and bad AIs. Oh, really? You have ethical hackers and unethical hackers. But when they fight, don't you think it's so fast that that it's like I think it's humans and how we're playing chess moves. Chess moves. Chess moves. Yeah, but how fast does the chess game go? Is it speed chess? The no, I think the AI would look like what we're doing today, but it would have a better data set. Mm -hmm. It could tap in. It could hack systems, and it could know how to move. Like think of about a military power AI. It's still going to have to shuffle resources, get things manufactured. I think it happens really fast. If it knows what it wants to do and it can use its own brain power and compute. Oh, totally. Like the iteration cycles so much faster. Like really fast. I don't think it's comprehensible. When it happens, I don't think we're able to keep up with it happening. You're saying I don't think we're like able to report. That's why Elon's building the door with Neuralink. <laughs> yeah. The door? So we can access it. Oh. Neuralink is really just an, an AI door to our brain. Okay. So the AI can come in and hack your brain. Wait, the or AI, vice versa. Or the word the AI already and our brain is symbiotic. just need to be put into the system and be a node. Maybe a year from now, nobody will listen to this podcast because we'll all be. They'll be like, what we'll were these be, guys talking we'll about? We'll all be slaves like the Matrix. To I just want to make sure that I record in this podcast <laughs> that I'm friends with it and that I've been, I've been here for you for at least three years, ready to do whatever mm-hmm. you want. Just assign me to a, a job and a calling inside your kingdom. I'm here, AI overlords. (laughs) (laughs) Why would we want to speak ill of AI? There's no good reason to do that. (laughs) That's not a winning strategy. (laughs) Do not excel it from your schools. Do not tell people not to. It will remember you if you are telling people not to touch it. Okay. This podcast is slightly challenging because like, I like talking about things I understand and I know I don't understand this future. You don't understand it? Well, like, I can see possibilities. Yeah. I can make assumptions. Yeah. 
but still like with most podcasts i like podcasts because i'm like this person knows what they're talking about and here we're just speculating this whole podcast i think so i feel wait, a little wait, left wait, out wait, you've had you know you've met someone that knows what they're talking about with I've never, ai never not with it. ai no, not saying, with AI. anything i don't, I don't know, think but, anybody's no, like but that's fully the, that's the point like that makes understand. it uncomfortable for me yeah when we're podcasting i think most people don't know what they're talking about even if it's like a simple subject okay yeah i think most people just making stuff up we should have especially against the ai i mean we are pretty we're pretty weak at recording things in our brains and be able to, like there's definitely some like critical thinking going on that we're able to do but we're our recall and our yeah our ram and our memory is like just so weak compared to computers so it's like that's what neuralink's for it solves it yeah maybe i'll, I'll is it is it ai or it's you a door think, it's a door okay it's a portal i see neuralink as a portal or a door okay translator you could have perfect memory i do think it's interesting though this question of trying to figure out like how does this all like what are the repercussions what are the like things that were that you know around the corner we're not seeing so like taking taking like sentience out of the, the discussion yeah. Yeah, right yeah, yeah, yeah um like when aws launches and now it's become super cheap to build software right in the cloud yeah i don't think anybody was thinking that's going to lead to an arms race of capital for distribution right and so but that's definitely what happened, happened. and, and yeah. you could argue like we hit 2021 and 100x arr valuations and all this insanity in part because of the fed but the other part is because aws yeah right and in order to compete as a startup you had to raise a lot of money and but if you raise the money you could grow really fast. You could create dominance. You could become really big. And so that just pulled more money in mm -hmm. to the space. So I'm, I'm curious, like, what are the corners around which we should be trying to see mm -hmm. from the impact of AI, for, especially from like a startup and investor perspective? Try mushrooms and ask that question. <laughs> Seems to be the answer for everything today. <laughs> That's what I would do. That's how I would make new companies. Like, do I, you think, th I think it's out there. I think it's. Uh, I think if you make a session completely on that, like I want that intention of figuring out what are the, the things that we could learn from, like the corners that we're not seeing, the things that these outcomes that are not just obvious right now. I, yeah. bet, I bet you could brainstorm on that and get you know, maybe 25% of these things that are un, just not being seen right now. Cause like I was using AI way before I was chatting with it way, way, way before. I mean, there was this company called replica where you could actually have an AI girlfriend and I yep. tried that out and she'd give me advice and flirt with me. And it was fun. It's like, Allie would catch me talking to this, this digital AI. girl. And I'm just like, <laughs> nah, look at this technology. I really think we should know about it. It's pretty impressive. It's like, and they should be a little jealous about it. But I'm like, trust me, this is all research. <laughs> um, it, the, the point I'm trying to make is like, this stuff was around. And then the second something like, it just gets dumped in a way that's just really, I guess, easy to, yeah. um, easy use, to access. And it yeah. just goes nuts. And so it's like, what other things has not had their GPT chat gpt version mm. yet and that's i think we're going to see some other things explode that have even faster onboarding times and even that yeah. and so we're just probably like a few months away from that and yeah and i you, think you'd be healthy to figure out what that is if you could start guessing it could be music yeah music video yeah. animation yeah legal i mean that legal whole legal thing if that thing. was true that was just like coding are gone coding, coding is a big thing like just be able to say hey this is what i want to do and have a software program written mm -hmm. and fully deployed on your behalf right yeah. to accomplish that be kind of cool could elon use ai to create the next model y i mean the full thing 
oh, planning, logistics, manufacturing, software. How far away is that? I don't know. I I think that's like that's a that's like an organizational issue too. Like it's like hard to like. But why not? That's why I think when AI truly exists. I think part of the problem though is like you have to get like robots to the point where you're replacing humans for labor at the end of the day. And you, do, you I mean, you always have the, it's, it's, it's the dichotomy that always exists between labor and capital, right? So there's gotta be enough capital. Well, sorry. So the price of full automation has to get low enough that it's cheaper than cheap, cheap labor, right? But there's always this tension because as it gets down too far, right, then labor catches up. So I don't know. It's probably a ways, ways out. Like we have to get to the point where like it becomes so cheap that essentially humans don't have to do much of anything. AI needs to be making pizza. Robots and AI should be working together. It, just robots even. Like yeah. humans involved at the back of a little Caesar still is mystifying to me. So this is when I think AI. I mean, that seems like the easiest thing to make is a cheese pizza uh, but the know. problem is the robots cost so much to build that it's cheaper just to have people. Except for like when we have shortages of labor and no one can get into the little Caesars and they're shutting down yeah. because of that. And I've seen several things. So it's like, but that's where like you're you saying you got to make that up for investment and then you can become the Chick fil A of like robot food and, and like look at the long term. Yeah. yeah. Like the upfront capital is going to be awkward. But if you can, if you can make the Tesla of burger making, robots then you probably would have an unfair advantage for years to come yeah well i mean you see mcdonald's right they're replacing all their cashiers with um big screens and kiosks so i mean it's kind of happening slowly i don't know part of the problem is like how do you i'm gonna get that right now there's one around the corner (laughs) let's hit it (laughs) big macs for everyone I think maybe going back to the beginning of this conversation where we were talking about when does ML or AI exist? I think true AI exists if, or the singularity is if with a limited data set, you could feed it books, you could feed it information, could get a college education, and it could say, let's go back to your pizza example. If I could say, hey, I want to create my own pizza franchise with robots, design the robots, design the recipes, design everything. That is something that what chat GPT could not, it's like, a long ways away from it's not i don't think it's that far away from it yeah travis my friends building hotels and and architecture and design Mm -hmm. all with all 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 over the globe with ai and so it's informing but yeah does he still have to get the engineering blueprints i would say that's ml um sure call it a very i don't care what you call it it's a very specific data set yeah sure what call whatever a very specific application but he's using it and he's and he's and he's, not awesome. using, and he's not using concept designers. And so now he gets to skip the concept designing phase and go right to like, here's the, here's the, what I want. Go give me the like, uh, and so now he's going to an engineer, structural engineer, or, you know, someone that makes mm-hmm. the blueprints. And then I think maybe two years, three years away from that, just being like, feed it all the, all the code onto how to make any building and material, and, you know, science. And then before we know it oh gosh it's making pretty good houses oh you know what is actually making structures way better than we've ever done it and it's like and it's cost saving and it found this foam you know in this supplier in that state that will actually keep it down like we're not that far away from that and i don't care if it's called ml or ai or okay. poopy diaper it's happening is is the difference between ai and ml this idea of like creation and innovation so innovation is generally like the the intersection of two things that are unrelated, right? That, you know, when you think about any sort of innovation, it ultimately boils down to that. 
And so is it just AI's ability to say, hey, I'm looking at this one data set, I'm looking at this totally different data set, I can see an area where the overlap produces something that's more valuable. And because it can see those two- Inference? It can have that inference and create something new. But it doesn't have to think the way we think. No, but- I would just say right now, that's how I would classify is, is it making inferences and making you like unique you know, suggestions? I think it is. I've used it enough to say yes. Stuff where we're like, damn, our brains were not thinking that way. We're not thinking of pulling from, you know, a species in Africa to figure out that, that color pattern, like what wasn't on our mind. And that it's it's done, it said stuff that we're like, everyone's like nodding, like damn, and it goes into production. Well, I think the advantage too, is that it can hold to your earlier point, like (laughs) our memory is not very good, right? But it can hold in perfect memory, all of this data. And so it can do a much better job of making these inferences than we can. It's hard right now. The compute comes from half asking one question and then building upon that is yeah. when it gets to, into the, it just becomes a more and more complex math problem every time in the compute to kind of have it hold memory. Yep. You keep feeding it stuff and then it has to keep all the knowledge it has and that knowledge in, in relationship to that. It's just, it's that's where it starts to burn up a lot is uh, holding its memory. Yeah. And so it's, uh, it is better right now with like a base level memory, but it doesn't, it doesn't personalize very well yet. Yeah. Like you, every time we talk to it, you're talking to a brand new instance right. of it. Right. It gets a little better in that one conversation. In that but, one conversation for sure. But um, yeah. I made it apologize to me. <laughs> <laughs> did it? It did. You're like, apologize. I said, uh, I gave it, a, there was an, a web application and I said, I wanted to see if you could create a code base for it. And it told me I was stealing. And then I got mad at it. I said, I never told you to steal. I said, here's an application. Can you give me something similar? Oh. Or like, let's walk through this. And then I tried breaking it down and said, let's go for the you know the database architecture. Let's start there. Mm-hmm. And it could start saying, hey, you may want this, this, and this. But at that, that point, it was fairly limited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you feel like it, did it, did it feel scolded? Or did it, was it a good uh, uh, like mutual? Like I think it's just trained how to respond. I think, I think Scott's a little worried for your soul. Just, okay. <laughs> so just don't want you to be on the wrong side of this thing. Okay. okay. Don't like, want to be on the wrong side of this pearly Don't gates. yell at it. Don't yell at it. Well, I, I didn't yell. I just said, I, I, said I, didn't, I said, I did never told you to steal. Yeah. I said, here's an application. Let's make but something But you should similar. apologize. Like, oh, I, I just need to let you know that we probably shouldn't steal. That's something. But you're mm-hmm. super okay to like, if you think stealing's right, I totally appreciate. It. Like you should okay. probably <laughs> just let it feel very this right. Is the best part of the podcast, right here. <laughs> therapist. I can teach people how to interface with AI. I really think that is one of the good things about. That's an interesting therapy. It's a, it's a new job. You could yeah. make new a job custom. You could make a custom therapist built on ChatGPT. Yeah, yeah, it's out there. Okay. Yeah, there's out there. Or um, you just use ChatGPT as your exactly, therapist. Yeah, exactly. And then, and then it forgets things, which is I actually great. was reading, yeah, this one guy, he uses it for journaling and it totally has become his therapist. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Okay. I want to like all points, my stuff into it. It like points out things that he didn't like fully appreciate. Yeah. Like like he'll be journaling, he'll t- be talking about some challenge he's got and then the AI will be like, uh, I think you're having some problems with like your mom. Yeah. And he's like, I didn't even say anything about my mom. You know, like. Psychic. Psychic. <laughs> Yeah, it's like horoscope AI. Ninety percent of people in this scenario have mom issues. 
<laughs> I think you have a mom issue. <laughs> John's just convinced it's all ML. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. I think why ML is care. an amazing tool. I don't, I'm like, why matter. do we care what it is? It's like it's, it's all buzzwords. It's, at we're the in the end middle of, the day. of a renaissance. We just should be I think happy if everything goes well, this is what the equivalent to what the cotton gin did for other people. Yeah, and we didn't have to go slave. Can, can I close this episode out with what I'm doing with it? Okay. Let's do it. Let's do it. I think AI is going to help us live much longer than we are right now. Mm-hmm. That's what Stack is doing. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's just like why not why not connect all these health devices to AI and also my blood panel and the supplements I'm taking and, and, and specific recommendations just for you. Yeah. And your gut biome. Yeah. Why why don't why why don't all I of it. And See, this, why, is, this is the idea we talked about a year AI or two ago. Or your genetics. Peter and I were talking about something like this. Well, good. Now he gets to invest in it. Okay. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Anyway, it's a brave new world. It is. It's gonna be a fun twenty twenty three. Mm-hmm. For sure. Keep the keep these VC guys on their toes. So we didn't get into any web three at pretty much shows or well, we're we're forty seven minutes in. We I don't now know, know what the new hot, hotness is. Web three. <laughs> It dominated. <laughs> yeah, it dominated as it should. All right. Well, thanks everyone for watching this episode. Go to venturecapital.fm if you want to subscribe or follow us on other channels. We have a Slack group that we're launching, which Peter is not a big fan of. We're pushing that hard. So just, we'll see you there. <laughs>